What's going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Scriptwriter Steve. Today is April 27th, 2021. That's a Tuesday, in case you're Joe Biden. Well, I'm here burning the midnight oil like I usually do. It is currently 1.55 a.m. That's five minutes from 2 a.m., just in case you're Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, what am I doing right now? I'm just catching up on emails. Man, my weekend was busy, busy, busy. I had a wedding on Saturday, and then right after that, I went out with my friends. I stayed out to around 1.30 a.m., you know, just shooting... Shooting everything, you know, but I want to say the word, you know, shooting the S, right? That's what they say. And uh, got back home and uh, took a shower and uh, got a call from Keone, my good old friend there, who I was just hanging out with. And he tells me, hey, Steve, you know, I got a favor for you to ask me. One of my friends here, he's moving out. Now, let alone, I'll tell you, this is about 2 a.m. in the morning. He said, he has to be out of his house by about 7 a.m. And I know you got a truck, so... uh can you can you help me move him out of of this place? I said, "All right, let's do it." So uh, I helped him uh, move out of his place, and uh, I think we finished at around four thirty a.m. Uh, two truckloads of just really good junk. Uh, some of that junk, by the way, which is again not junk, I took over to my house, and uh, I will repurpose that junk into really good stuff for my new rec room. So um, yeah, uh, and then I after that. You know, I didn't get much sleep after that. And then Keith, Keith Pitmaster Keith came over to get his bike fixed. <laughs> and then uh, afterwards we hung out there and then, um, and then uh, you know, went to go shopping for some barbecue meat. And next thing I know, I, it's real late again and uh, Sunday's coming around. And um, well, no, wait, Monday's coming around. I'm sorry about that. Monday's coming around. And then here's the big news. I have to wake up at around 8 a.m., to get my first dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Yep, yep, people. I am sorry for all of you anti-vaxxers out there. I know a lot of you follow who follow me out there, who listen to me, uh, are completely against the vaccine. Uh, I had a slight change of heart, um, but I am still rather skeptical on the safety of the vaccine. I just took the chance, all right? And I'll explain my entire stance later on after the commercial break. But yes, I did take it, and I want to explain to you the whole entire process, my side effects that I suffered, and um, also explain to you why I chose to get the vaccine. I think that'll be very interesting, right? Because I think if you listen to my podcast, um, I think I went from pro-vax, pro-COVID vaccine, um, and then I was very skeptical of it. And here I am, you know, getting it. So uh, I'm going to tell you the whole story and uh, right after I get back from these messages. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, I'm back from that commercial break, guys. <laughs> all right. Let's get into this entire vaccine talk, all right. I'm going to turn this music down. 
boy, I like that music. I keep using it over and over again. I have to find um, some other other music to actually, uh, I guess, roll myself into my podcast with because uh, I'm getting tired of it. But man, do I like that. Um, anyway, oh, by the way, sorry if I haven't podcasted in, a, in just over the last week. You know, business has been really picking up. So the podcast is kind of taking a back seat. I still love podcasting. I still love talking to you. Well, it's kind of weird because I'm talking to you, yet I have no idea who the hell I'm talking to because when I do this podcast, I literally have my cell phone on my desk and my notes on my three computer screens and then a blank white wall in front of me, a blank white drywall. So it feels like I'm talking to myself, but then when I get all of those hate mails and some of those fan mails out there and, you know, all those suggestions and all that, then I also hear, I guess, from other, my, my wedding clients who love to listen to me say, hey, you know, we like this and we like that and we like that. So I know people are listening to me, um, but in what capacity, I don't know. Um, my, my analytics say that, you know, I have a pretty good following of around 2,000 people, which is pretty cool. I, I think that's pretty cool. It grew from one, so that's not too bad. And I've been offending people, I think, as far as Africa, which is really cool. I mean, I never thought I could offend people as far as Africa, but I apparently do. You know, people in Africa, uh, they get the snippets of our news there. And uh, I guess, you know, they, they get the liberal news, right? So <laughs> they think that America is this racist country and um, a lot of them fear coming to America and getting shot by police and not getting treated equally, uh, not having any opportunities here. They think they're better off in their war-stricken, you know, I guess hellhole, you know. And uh, in some of these areas... Boy, some of them are hell hosts. Not all of them, because a lot, a lot of, a lot of them countries in South Africa are very nice. They're up and coming third world countries, but some of them, boy, I've I've talked to some of these people over there who live in these very, uh, I guess they they are hell hosts because they fear you know radical Muslims coming into their place and just ripping the, ripping their children away from them and then brainwashing them, turning them into terrorists. You know, Boko Haram is a real thing. And the United States, well, Donald Trump was doing something about it, but Joe Biden doesn't care. You know, Boko Haram is like this Al-Qaeda that's still alive. I think they're they're Al-Qaeda slash ISIS. They're just radical Islamists. And they're worst than, you know, uh, I, I think they're worse than Al-Qaeda because they you can't negotiate with them. They're very radical. So if you ever hear about the pirates that, you know, take over the ships and everything like that. Well, that's Boko Haram usually. So anyway, with that being said, uh, let's get into this big news right now, which I am vaccinated. Okay. So let's, let's, first, let's start first with the entire experience. Now, originally I had my, my father had, had asked me, well, Steve, do you want to actually take this vaccine or not? And I told him, uh, I was really leaning on uh, not taking it. Uh, you know, my cousin who listens to my podcast, by the way, by the way, he asked me too. I mean, I mean he's been vaccinated and uh, he asked me, Do you, are you, are you going to take it, Steve? And, and, I, and I told him, I'm really leaning uh, towards not taking it. And uh, my reasons, number one, was safety. And uh, again, I use this argument all the time. I think you've heard about it on my podcast. Uh, not many people have been really um, injured or killed by the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine or even the Johnson & Johnson. Now, I think it may have killed a couple of people, right? I, I, there's, there's no doubt about it. I think there was a, a healthy 39-year-old woman who I think was killed 
may have been killed. They're still not sure yet. It's really hard to prove. Uh, may have been killed by the Moderna vaccine. Her, when she took her second shot, um, I think she got some type of anaphylactic shock or something like that, and her kidney stopped w- working. And the dumb thing about it is that she didn't go to, to the hospital until it was too late. So she basically spent about two days not peeing or pooping, and um, she didn't get cathed. Um, she didn't get, you know, she didn't get an EpiPen, you know, you know, uh, you know, given to her. So she didn't, she didn't do anything. And that's the reason why she actually died. She didn't do anything. You know, some people will have an allergic reaction, a very strong one, even after the first uh, shot. So you really have to watch out for that. So if you make a decision to take this shot, um, you know, be very, very aware. You know, monitor your symptoms very closely. If you don't feel good, if you feel shortness of breath, if you feel you can't pee, go to the doctor for Christ's sakes, okay? So anyway, my father, um, who was always on top of these things, uh, he said, hey, why don't we just sign you up for the help, for the time of it, you know, for the time being? Because, you know, it's gonna, there's gonna be a waiting line. And lo and behold, when he signed me up, there was a waiting line. Um, I was scheduled at Kaiser for May 28th. So I said, geez, that's a long time. So I have a long time to actually think about whether or not I'm going to take it. And, um, and during this time, like, uh, and we had some conversations and we said, you know, we, uh, he understands my skepticism. And uh, so does my mother, and so does my family and friends and everyone like that. And, and, and no one tries to peer pressure me into taking it. Uh, but then my, I really changed my attitude, um, uh, I guess, uh, a few days ago when our, uh, when our um, governor said that he is th- really thinking about opening up tourism to the neighbor island, especially if you're vaccinated. So my ears really perked up on that one. And uh, instead of thinking for my well-being, I thought with my wallet. Um, I do a lot of, you know, I do a lot of, um, I guess not a lot, but I do a lot of uh, weddings on the neighbor islands, right? And uh, having a COVID test going there and then, and then coming back, well, that would just be a pain in the ass and also be a pain in the wallet, right? And I want to, when I travel, I want to maximize my profits, right? So I don't want to, you know, do an island hop and have it cost me $400 more. But if I'm vaccinated, I'll save $400. So why not, right? So I said, you know, I think I'm going to, you know, you know, do this with my wallet, right? I mean, speak, think with my wallet, which is a little stupid, I have to say, but you know what? <laughs> I spent a year being flat out pretty much flat out broke, right? You know, I had some, I had some things, you know, you know, flowing in here from like odd jobs here and there with the, with the entertainment industry, but nothing that could really substantially make, I guess, replace my income I made from the wedding industry. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to take it and I'll do more research on it. And, um, and here's the thing what I found out. And here's my original stance that even though one or two people had died and even though the statistics say that, hey, well, that's a very minimal chance. Um, statistics, like I told you before, you know, it doesn't matter to me what the statistics say. If one person dies from it, that's one too much, right? And I wish they would get to the bottom of it and say, well, that, it's a very low chance that this will happen to you. Now, what did happen is what I told you. She had, she went into a anaphylactic shock of somehow some of her organs or kidneys or something were not, I, I guess, what had gotten swollen. And you know what? She didn't go to the doctor. Now, that explains the 1%. So I said, well, if that happens to me, I'm going to the doctor, right? I'm not going to play the odds. I'm just going to take my chances. If I get the symptoms, I go to the doctor. That's it right there, right? So why do I say that? Why, why do I say odds don't matter? Because odds really don't matter. Odds don't matter in science. They really, really don't. When you get into a plane 
that said 99.99% of the time it's going to fly, but that 0.001% of the time it's going to crash into the ocean. Well, absolutely, you wouldn't get into it, right? Well, that's what happened with the 737 MAX. The 737 MAX, I think this happened a few years ago, I think 2018, 2018, I think 2018 and 2019, um, they actually crashed into the ocean. Brand new 737 MAX airplanes crashed into the airplanes. Now, why did that happen? Now, statistically, the odds of that happening are very, very low because, um, you know, <laughs> I think they flew about 100 or 200,000 flights before this happened. Now, some pilots did complain about it, but again, it didn't crash. So why were people, you know, again, their problems were just you know, brushed under the rug. Even though pilots were saying, hey, something's wrong with it. Even though the, uh, the, one of the test pilots who actually flew the, the 737 MAX said, hey, something is really, really wrong here. So anyway, uh, the, when these two airplanes crashed, it took about a one or two years to actually uh, get America, America to ground these planes. The FAA, we found out the FAA and Boeing were in on it, and this huge, they rushed this, this airplane to production uh, in front of Air, I guess basically to, to push Airbus out of the competition. And um, you know what? You know, they found out what, what the problem was. It was basically a, a bad sensor, you know, a bad level, a leveling sensor there, which they only have one there on, on, the, on the 737 MAX, which is stupid. Usually it's good to have two. And then on top of that, there was a line of code in there in the software that over, that allowed it to override um, the pilot's, I guess, manual input in there, which is very, very bad. So they found out what the problem was, and well, you know, the 737 MAX uh, looks to be a lot more safe now. So th I think it's back to flying, or close to it. But again, they found out what was wrong, even though there was only two crashes within about 100 or 200,000 flights. Very, 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 very low. So again, it still matters, right? It still matters. And it mattered to a lot of Americans, because when, this, when these 737 MAXs were dropping out of the sky, they were saying, we're not flying in those. Right. Even Southwest said, hey, you know what? We're going to ground them because it mattered to us. And the same thing should apply to you for vaccine. If one girl dies from it, hey, you know what? We should stop it. Right. And that's what happened with Johnson and Johnson. They actually ended up stopping it. There's one girl who died from, you know, I think blood clots. And what I don't like, though, they're saying it's statistically, uh, you know, more likely not to happen and it will be more likely to be safe for most people. That was their solution. No, that's not a solution. So, again, you know, I don't like their solution. I don't like their explanation. I would like to know why that one girl died. So just in case, you know, somebody gets those similar symptoms, they stop it in the tracks, right? So, you know, I'm not one to quote unquote follow the science because I always believe that science should never be followed. It always should be interpreted. You always should interpret science. And that's why I love to hear, you know, you know, if you take a look at exercise, just a theory of exercise, the theory of getting into shape, following a good diet. Well, a lot of people interpret, you know, getting into shape differently. That's why I have so many diet routines and so many exercise routines, right? There's so many different ways to interpret it. How do you, how do we interpret the science? How do we interpret a calorie deficit? Is it good or bad? How do we, how do we interpret the use of carbs? How do we interpret the, interpret the use of fats? It's every, it's every, everything is very, very different. So we have all of these other, again, tons of different versions of diets. We have, a, we have even tons of different versions of, of, uh, Atkins, a low carbing. We have South Beach diet. We have Atkins. We have, we have keto. We have paleo. We have all these other things, right? So anyway, with all that being said, you know, uh, I basically did all my homework and said, you know what, 
On top of that, vaccines, I know they could be possibly harmful, but when I'm looking at the, when I look at the data, um, even though it's not FDA approved, okay, just because, uh, you know, your drug or anything is approved by any three letter society doesn't really make it safe. Opioids are, you know, approved by the FDA. You know, Tylenol is approved. Tylenol, I think there's 500 people who die per year from Tylenol or something like that. You know, there's psych medicines that are approved by the FDA. Now, just to let you know, a majority of those psych medicines, their primary side effect is suicide. So the FDA is actually approving a medicine that may cause you to go commit suicide, right? So just think about that. So just because the FDA approves of something really doesn't mean it's actually safe. I mean, opioids are definitely not safe. You should avoid opioids at all costs, right? And now you even have the FDA saying, hey, you know what? A little bit of cannabis oil is you know, pretty good for you, right? But even though it's not approved, right? <laughs> so it's, it's saying, you know, I wouldn't go out there and, um, and uh, you know, chugging cannabis oil, Right. So, so anyway, now the question is, do I believe vaccines are harmful? Um, I think I've been asked this over and over and over again. And you know what? You know, vaccines, like I told you, they're a category of medicine and every vaccine is different. Now, there, for example, in Chile, man, they are vaccinating everyone like you wouldn't believe over there. And, um, but the only thing is that they were using the Chinese vaccine, which has a 1% effective rate. In other words, it doesn't work, right? So it, it doesn't matter if you have a great rollout. Do I think Johnson & Johnson is really good? No, I, don't, I, think, I think right now, given the evidence right now, since they said they, they can't explain how that one girl died, um, and their explanation is that, oh, well, it's statistically impossible. It won't, it won't, not, it won't happen again. And the benefits outweigh the, the I guess, the, uh, the benefits outweigh the, the possibility of getting killed, right? That's not a good excuse to me because, you know, that's the excuse of the 737 MAX. Why did, we, why did we fix the 737 MAX? Why did we ground them? Because we knew well, there was something wrong with it, right? We didn't just brush it under the, the, the carpet and say, well, the odds are, you know, if you, if you fly, you're, you're going you're gonna to live, you know. <laughs> would you like it? Would you like any entrepreneur or anyone to actually work that way? I mean, what if your own, you go to the restaurant, right, and they'll say, well, 99% of the time this restaurant is great, but that 1% they're not great. Are you going to take a risk and take your family to dinner there, right? 99% the service is good, but that 1% it sucks. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, percentages are horrible. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. So what was the experience like um, for me? Uh, well, I, I got vaccinated at this place called Pier 2 here in Hawaii. And uh, this is a, I guess they're re, I guess they're re, um, I guess, what is that word here? I'm trying to say, they're repurposing this pier. Uh, this is, this pier 2 is where all of the vacationers from the boats come in there and they check into, they check onto, into our island, uh, I guess before, before, I guess, before gallivanting around Oahu. And uh, these cruise ships come in there. And these, so it's these really nice big cruise, really nice big rooms um, that, are, that are really air conditioned. And they're made to like, I guess, house thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people. Now, um, when I went there today, um, I went there and it was really interesting because there's no line. There's nobody there. It was like a ghost town. I mean, I think at most there's maybe 50 people there at the most. Um, but, um, and that's, that's really sad, you know, because I really think that um, people should get vaccinated. Uh, but anyway, and so I just walked up straight to my appointment there um, and, 
you know, they spelled my name wrong in the beginning, so I just had them, you know, put an end to the end of it. And then I got, sh I, then I got my shot, which is really, it didn't hurt at all. And the real interesting thing is that they're expecting this big crowd, so they have all of these people with flags, uh, like red flags. And it feels, when you get ushered into this room, uh, it feels like you're a 747 taxiing to your gate, and you have all these flags. You have to follow the flag people, right? <laughs> but you're just following the flag people to get vaccinated. And, and the process is so quick. Uh, when my mom went to get um, vaccinated over in Kaiser, it took her maybe about two hours to get move through that line. Um, this literally took me about five minutes. So uh, if you live in Hawaii and you want to get vaccinated, um, check out the Pier 2 um, site. It's really, it's, I have to say, it's really well run. The, I mean, whoever put that efficiency, that, that um, I guess, what do they call that? That, uh, that the methodology that they were they're using there, uh, it's incredible. I mean, the execution was just flat out incredible. Even when I exited, I got like a, I got some juice. <laughs> it was great. It was like I was like vacationing, you know, hopping on a plane. I said, oh, here's your, here, here's your food. So they gave me food on the way out. And I'm, and they even also gave me a sticker that to say that I got vaccinated, which is cool, you know. So anyway, um, oh by the way, I got my vaccination card, but I'm not going to be posting it on Facebook. Um, I'm not one of those people. I really don't care. I don't need to tell people that I got vaccinated, right? So again, you know, why did I choose to get vaccinated again? Um, basically, it was just money for the most part. And then when it came down to it, you know, I said, hey, you know what? Every medication out there is pretty much, you know you know, harmful if you're taking the wrong dose. I know, I know this is experimental. Um, but, you know, again, I've used a lot of stupid experimental drugs, you know, before. And, you know, before when I, when I used to work out a lot, I used um, um, not steroids, but different types of forms of PEDs. They're called SARMs. And some of these SARMs actually caused, you know, cancer in lab rats. And But it did get me cut. It got me biking really fast. It got me really strong. And, um, but I stopped using it, you know, because I did have some side effects on there, but who knows what the long-term effects of that may be. So again, I was willing to put my life on the risk to get, you know, more muscle and less fat. Um, I know a lot of people are. And, you know, <laughs> there's some people out there who drink and, you know, drink and smoke and everything like that. And they're saying, hey, they're worried that, that the vaccine may kill them. Well, well, I'm also worried that the cigarette and the, that alcohol may actually kill you. So what are you saying? You know, I mean, if you're, you're kind of contradicting yourself, right? So anyway, you know, I, it's just that we do so many risky things in our life. And that, that's, that's my opinion. You know, I, I, I like to ride, I like to cycle down roads, bicycle, right? You know, bicycle down roads with my hair on fire. Uh, sometimes I hit 60 miles per hour on a bicycle, a bicycle, not a motorcycle. And that's really, really, really fast. That could kill me tomorrow. Um, you know, and I'm not thinking like, you know, way, way ahead or anything or even past the weekend. I just, I get caught in the adrenaline rush in that moment. And, uh, you know, that vaccine may have side effects, you know, to me, maybe 20 years down the line. But again, I take risk all the time and I think, okay, it's just another risk. So again, I justified it that way, maybe the wrong justification. But again, that's me interpreting the science and not following it. And you, you can interpret the science differently. And because again, don't follow me, you know, you know, interpret your own science, do your own research. And you've, if you come to the conclusion that, hey, this is not for me, then, hey, you know what? It's not for you. Now, here's the really interesting thing. Okay. So now you know everything. Um, but, the whole the whole spiel what I just said, but uh, anyway, the really interesting thing right now is that I think we can kind of look at um, who's getting vaccinated and who's not getting vaccinated, and then kind of circle back 
to the election, the, the 2020 election, here's something really interesting. You know, most Trump supporters, most of them, and most of them that I know are basically anti-vaxxers. I'm not sure why that is. I think it has a lot to do with Q. Um, but I think a lot of them, a lot of them were anti-vaxxers beforehand, right? But, um, they just won't take the vaccine. And, you know, that's their decision, right? And, um, and there's a lot of people who are Trump supporters, like, you know, myself, my parents, uh, Pitmaster Keith, and a lot of the people who are in our photography club who are Trump supporters, um, they have taken the vaccine. But again, only 30% of America's population has taken the vaccine. And right now, in a lot of, um, a lot of sites across America, including United States, uh, like, Pier 2, where I went to today, they're equipped to actually handle a lot more volume, like a lot, a lot of volume. I mean, we're talking like they, are, they want to vaccinate thousands and thousands, if not tens of thousands of people per day. The question is that now you're, now you're dipping into the Trump supporters right now, and people are just not going. You know, so the liberals have already been vaccinated because liberals, <laughs> liberals believe that, you know, the vaccine, they've waited all this time for the vaccine, and here they go, they got the vaccine, they got their card. So they, so they can show it on social media and they're part of the solution and not the problem. And uh, we already passed those people. Now you're, now you're dipping in, into the Trump supporters, right? But, but the funny thing about it is that only 30% of the population of America has been vaccinated so far, fully vaccinated, all right? 30%. The other 70% are more than likely, you know, libertarians or Trump supporters. <laughs> so... <laughs> What does that tell you about the election right there? I mean, it's so, it's so bad right now is that Pfizer, Moderna, and all these other, um, Johnson and Johnson, they want Trump to come out on the news or have a commercial to tell his supporters to go get vaxxed because he controls this 70% or even maybe 60% of the population. Joe Biden was supposed, Joe Biden supposedly won by 80 million, I mean, by uh, 80 million, right? He had 80 million votes, right? There's not, you know, he, if that's true, you know, I don't think there's 80 million people, 80 million liberals who actually got vaccinated. There's not. Because right now, I think we're around 91 million where we have, you know, people who have taken at least a first dose. Well, the thing about it is that a part of that 91 million are are basically Republicans. So it's not all, you know, Joe Biden supporters. So again, we've we've actually bypassed all the Biden supporters. Now we're into, now we're into the Trump supporters and they don't want to take the vax. And it looks as though it's a pretty good majority. These are these are all, are all the Trump supporters. <laughs> I think by looking at the way at the profile of who's not taking the vaccine versus who is, we can kind of tell, you know, who's a Republican and who's a Democrat, or at least who's a hardcore libertarian or who's a hardcore Trump supporter. Because I tell you what, if you're a liberal, you will take the vaccine. And um, it looks like we're stalling out, I guess, of, um, I guess of uh, people who will be fully vaxxed. Um, I think we're going to be stalling out at around 60%. So that means the far majority of people more than likely voted for Trump. And again, part of the people who got vaccinated also voted for Trump, like myself, right? So, hmm, if you think about that, I really think that Trump won the election. You just take a look at this, uh, these stats. And this is, this is the time when I think stats actually count. So I think that's something really interesting to look at. Anyway, 
That's it for today, people. I am done podcasting. I am going to lay down. Oh, by the way, hold on, hold on. Before I, uh, before I check out, I'm sorry, one more topic, my side effects. All right. Uh, my arm hurt for um, a little while, okay? It, n- it was nothing that big. Um, I didn't feel nauseated. I didn't have no stuffy nose. I, 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 was, I was tired, okay? but I think I was tired from not having enough sleep um, because I was just, you know, uh, I was just out of it. Um, but my arm didn't hurt to the point where I couldn't use it. I went you know, later, um, earlier today, I bought a, I bought a chainsaw. No, I, bought, I bought a really great Makita new electric chainsaw, which I just wanted to test out. So I went out there and chopped some wood and got the ax to start, you know, starting to split some lumber. Um, that takes some muscle, right? And, uh, again, <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't, you know, my, my arm was fine. Now, the question is that why didn't I suffer a lot of side effects? Uh, when I went to Safeway, uh, later on, uh, that day or yesterday, uh, my ca- cashier, who I'm kind of friends with, she said, oh, you know, um, you know, my arm was really, really sore. It's been sore for like, you know, three days. And, you know, she basically was, uh, you know, um, had to take off work for it. And I, I think because she's very tiny and her arm is really small, that needle just went straight into her bone. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just, you know, anecdotally, anecdotally talking here. But um, it may have been also... I, I, the people who I know who have actually been, um, I guess, who got the Moderna arm, uh, maybe their vitamin levels were not high enough. Uh, one one thing which I made sure was that I took um, vitamin A uh, the day before I, t- I got the vaccine. Now, why did I take vitamin A? Well, vitamin vitamin A is your hor- is a hormone actually, and your body produces you know hormones, right? Vitamin A. Now. The thing about it is, what does vitamin A do? It regulates your immune system. That's one of the major things it does. And if you're if you have a low vitamin A, uh, well, number one, that means your thyroid isn't producing as much vitamin A as it usually does. But secondly, that means your immune system is more likely to overreact. And that's what happens when you have COVID. Your 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 um, immune system just overreacts. And that's what happens with a lot of viruses. Or when you get sick, your your immune system just overreacts. So. If you take some, you know, just, you know, a supplement of vitamin A and D, we're hoping that, okay, when you take that Pfizer or Moderna, you know, um, shot, that your, 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 um, your immune system will, will react, but that won't overreact. And I think a lot of my friends who have taken, who have gotten major, major reactions, I, I have some friends who have got some major reactions. Um, you know what? Maybe I have a feeling their vitamin A levels were not, what it should be. And I wish they would do a study on this. Now, a lot of people are low in vitamin A. You know, once you get past your, your 30s, you know, 30, 35, your thyroid already starts pulling back on the amount of vitamin A that it, it actually produces. So my um, tip to you, if you're planning to get actually vaccinated, is to, you know, pop, you know, a, one vitamin A pill the night before you get vaccinated. And uh, I don't think the, um, the side effects would be as bad. Now, I heard the side effects for the second shot are worse. I am going to keep popping vitamin A's uh, three times a week until I get my, my next shot. I'm also still take the quercetin zinc, by the way, even after the fact. Um, quercetin zinc kills COVID, right? So why not have another layer of protection even after you're vaccinated? So you have the antibodies that will neutralize the, the COVID, and then you have the quercetin zinc that kills the COVID. So Pitmaster Keith, he, he still takes both. Right. So and I know a lot of people who still take both, but just just my opinion. All right, people. Now, that's it for my podcast. That is it. So I am out here, people, and hopefully I'll talk to you soon. 
right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.